Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Flow Podcast. My name is Ayo, and I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Halima Adekoya. Yes, yes, yes. So Halima is the author of a book called The Art of Transformation. It's a faith-infused self-care guide. And let me tell y'all, when I got this book and started <laughs> looking into it, I was OC blessed. Like, the oh amount my. of knowledge, wisdom, and, you know, just overall, like, <laughs> just everything in this book is, you know, worthwhile. And it holds a lot of value, you know, both spiritually, mentally, like, in every aspect. So, you know, um, Halima, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people uh, let them know who you are, you know, kind of what inspired you to create this book. And yeah. Wow. Thank you for the warm welcome. Oh, my God. I'm very honored, humbled and blessed. I am Halima Adekoya once again. I'm now a rising sophomore at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, political science major with an elementary education certificate. I am a Nigerian American woman, Yoruba to the core. I'm very mm. passionate about education, advocacy, and all things creativity. I was born in Nigeria, raised in New York. Now I am based in the 410, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, growing up, I loved reading. I loved quotes. I loved all things words. I loved all things creativity, basically. But for one, you know, being African, it wasn't something I was able to fully express. But the more I found myself, the more... I found myself pursuing a passion for telling stories, inspiring people, and advocating for those who are marginalized. So with that, you know, growing up, it was always people, I was finding myself, and then um, I would always find myself as the mom of the group. So it was like, people would come to me for advice. People would ask me, how do you do this? How do you do that? And this is all after I gave my life to Christ. So with that, I always said that I would write a book where I just named and put all the things that I've learned in life because I do believe you live and learn you live learn and you share it with other people because you want other people to have a life where they don't have to go through experiences and you can tell them what is the outcome of that experience and teach them so uh -huh. with that I wanted to um, really just put it on into a book and then you know, there's a period of stillness right now. And I was like, Holly, God kept saying it's now time. <laughs> my dear, it's time to start that <laughs> first book. And the light bulb went off when my professor, no, my old principal, she was like, you're going to, you should start your book now. I still put it off. I was like, okay, it's coming. Don't worry. By the end of next year, I will launch it. Then a friend of mine, she asked me about how to be a better person. That's when it was finally like, do it. Given the Holy Spirit has given you this time. God has given you this time. So with that, it was it was high time I finally start writing the book. And I just I was I was blessed writing the book just to see how much God has transformed my life. So with that came the art of transformation. Mm, that's an amazing story. And again, y'all, this is someone who, you know, again, you know, just like us, like who was going through a number of things within life, yes. but you know, was really like led to do something that will have impact on others, you know. Yes. And <laughs> I, I was talking to her before, like the fact that she is a freshman now, a rising sophomore, you know, doing this, mm -hmm. you know, to really like impact people. Like, that's that's major, you know. So that just goes to show like no matter what your age, no matter who you are, mm -hmm. you know, you can still have impact. Definitely. So definitely, you know, if you don't walk away with anything, walk away with the fact that, you know, you hold value that you mm -hmm. can share with others as well. I agree. Um, I agree. So thank you for that, um, Halima. So, you know, moving on to my next question. Um, in your book, you mentioned you gave your life to Christ back in July of 2015. Um, kind of touch on what, you know, that looked like, what prompted that decision and how your life has changed ever since. 
No, that's that's real. Um, so this is what happened. So it's middle school. I had a wayward life. <laughs> middle school, and it's middle so funny. Is... It's so funny yeah. to say when I tell you I want to. I can't wait until I get into my years of studying why middle school is the way that it is. Because I know I'm not the only one who experienced it. But middle school was very tough for somebody who just was not sound in herself. I wasn't right. sound in who I like. I didn't know who Halima is or was, or I didn't even have any sense of identity. Like that was it. So I was easily swayed. Um, I was easily moved around. So with that came just a lot of bad influences and just a lot of bad decisions. And wow, God, I say thank you. So I'm, I'm it's <laughs> high time. I'm going into eighth grade, about to start applying for high school. And in Baltimore, we have magnet schools. And I'm like, I'm tired of feeling like I always was getting trouble. So I was tired of getting in trouble. I was tired of being seen as an unserious person in school and even at home. You know, once that threat of I'm, I'm sending you back to Nigeria came, it was yeah, it changed my it changed the way I, <laughs> I wanted to see life. And with that, I recognized, and it was more so I was also facing insecurities and bullying, and even at some point it was suicidal. And you know, mm -hmm. at some point you you're fed up. And I still remember the day I sat in a corner. And was like, God, why me? Why do I keep making these mistakes? Why do I keep doing this? And I was fed up. And in that moment, he he reassured me that everything was going to be okay. And from then, you know, I had a cousin. She lives in New York, and I used to live in New York. So she inspired me. Like her walk with God, she gave her life to Christ. She was upbeat. Life was changing. I was like, I want to know how that feels like. And all of a sudden, you know, God is good because she was coming down to Maryland for a conference. I believe it was CAC. Yes, it was the CAC conference that she was coming down to for. She invited me. I told my parents that weekend I was there. I was like, God, do something in my life. And that was the weekend I gave my life to Christ. And it was wow. just like my life ever since then, of course, I'm not going to say it's roses. It's not gumdrops and lollipops. But it was then that I recognized that I do have an identity. I do have, I am whose I am, I recognize whose I am, I am God's, and um, whom I am, like, I am a daughter, I am a royal priesthood, before he formed me, he knew my name, like, right. he knows my name, and these are things that came to mind, with then, it was like, I'm beautiful, I'm fearfully, wonderfully made, of course, you know, some days I would wake up and feel uh, different, but more and more I grew in my word, more and more I grew in strength, and that's what, I, that's the one thing I always want to let people know, when you grow in the word, when you grow in Christ, you're growing in some sight, like, is this different strength, that you're growing in one different skin that you're growing in that's not the same to what you were before him and man who it was ever since then my life has changed truly and for the better and i i can't be more grateful for the opportunity that happened like six years ago mm. Mm, mm, mm. i'm telling you y'all this <laughs> this woman might have to be a, a, a pastor one day because the amount of wants, <laughs> drops of knowledge she just dropped y'all like Nah, but in all seriousness, like, literally everything you said was on point, like, especially about middle school, because mm -hmm. I remember for me, like, middle school was a time where, like, you were just going with emotions, you know what I mean? Like, I remember, <laughs> it was just, it was so many, like, trends, like, so many mm -hmm. people that, like, you could follow mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It was, like, you know, it, it was really built on follower culture. <laughs> Nobody really mm -hmm. had, like, a mind of their mm -hmm. own, you know what I mean? I agree. It was, like, I agree. you know, it just you know, on top of people like, you know, not being accepted into certain groups and stuff, you have people like just feeling insecure mm -hmm. about themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I know I definitely was. I know, I know we all, well, you and I both like can talk about like the whole African booty scratcher. God, um, when I tell you, you wake up one morning, yeah. they say you look like Kunta Kinte, you ask yourself, God, I look like Kunta Kinte. <laughs> I haven't, and you know, it's so crazy. I never knew, I don't know how Kunta Kinte looks like. So this, this is just, I'm look. I'm asking myself, how does he look like? And then you're mm -hmm. getting compared to darkness, and you're like, 
what? And then there was this one insecurity I had, y'all. I hated my toes because they said I looked <laughs> like I walked through the Underground Railroad. It took oh, a no. while to bounce back from that and want to wear sandals. But now I think I have the prettiest toes on the land of the living. Oh, my God. Yeah. Man, yes, man. <laughs> All about that self-confidence. I'm telling you, like, you know, <laughs> thank God for, you know, the fact that we have sound mm-hmm. minds. You know, that's something that I feel like sometimes we take for granted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the fact we're able to, you know, think for ourselves, um, really get to know, like, who we are, especially, you know, when we come to mm-hmm. Christ. Uh, that's something that, you know, people, just people in general, like, have a lifetime trying to you know figure out themselves like there are people who are like 70 something going through identity crisis right now you know what i mean so it's like you know it can happen to anyone Mm -hmm. you know um i think and you know i kind of talk about this with flow all the time but like this is i guess one of the reasons why we're really just trying to show people that you know there is a new way of living out there for Mm -hmm. you all you know you guys don't have to continue to suffer in silence Mm -hmm. you know there's community that can be tapped into and now, I really think it's important that we as people just, you know, self-advocate. Um, let people know that, you know, you're going through something, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be depression, anxiety, stress, whatever the case may be. You know, there's always people, you know, out there in your corner who can come to, you know, just give you words of encouragement, you know, pray for you, like, okay. just give you the support you need. You know, you just got to tap and into And if you it. don't have it right um, away, you know, the idea of tapping into it, you, ha- you may just have to find it. You may just have to step out. Yeah. And, you know, it reminds me of the fact that Jesus Christ wasn't accepted in his own home. He was accepted outside mm. of his own home. So you may just have to go out of your own central community to find that, com- that like, worthwhile community that you're searching for. Facts. Straight facts. So thank you again for that. Um kind of going off of that we were we touched a little bit about community um so i just want to ask you you know do you happen to have like mentors and like if you do talk about the role that they've kind of played in your development um and when it comes to like your accountability growth and things like that no i see god bless my mentors oh my god god bless them because i definitely see them as destiny helping people and even a lot of people in my community that aren't necessarily even mentors i see them as destiny helping people um they've been able to help me in my growth my success and overall being a lot of i remember my first mentor who she's still my mentor till today she's the person who always told me apply apply, apply. I promise you, I would make an excuses like, no, this, that, and that. She really taught me that in this life, you know, it's not about qualifications. It's more about mm-hmm. when God has called you to a certain space, he has called you for that space. Nobody, like, it does not matter what you think your qualifications are and what they have said it is. So she really brought me out of that mindset of not applying and even just brought opportunities to me, helped me flush ideas. I promise you, it's 3 a.m. I'm up thinking like, oh, I think I can do this. Or, oh, think I think I should do that. I have somebody to go to rap about my ideas. She's going to be asking me questions. He's going to be asking me questions. And, you know, it's one of those that they see themselves as a guidance. And which is why I'm such a big proponent for mentorship. I think there's there. God has placed people before us to guide us, to lead us. And it's important that we tap into it because they've experienced and they can show us what not to do, what to do. And that's definitely something I cherish in mentorship and guidance. And I also recognize that it's a two-way street. I can teach you things and you can teach me things. So for most of my mentors, like they have been inspirational assets who have just allowed me to see within myself the power that I withhold. Because I tell you a lot of times it'll be like, you know, imposter syndrome. Oh, I mean, I mean, I've done X, Y, and Z, but I don't think I'm capable of doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, why? Why do you think that? Mm. But my mentors have been able to 
allow me to recognize that I cannot stop becoming. I cannot stop becoming who God has called me to be because of fears or because of thoughts and just X, Y, and Z that aren't even real. Mm. Please That's go and get mentors. If you don't have a mentor, now go and get one. Whether academically, professionally, personally, I think we need one for every area of life and not even one, two, and three because different perspectives is how life really operates. Y'all heard it first. <laughs> if you don't have a mentor, go and get one right now. Hurry, hurry. Right now. <laughs> Man, that's so good. Um, let's get, you know, a little into the book itself. Um, again, The Art of Transformation, mm-hmm. A Faith-Infused Self-Care Guide. So in Section 6 of this book, The Art of Creating, um, you stated a critical rule being change your following to match your vision. So talk to us about, you know, the importance of relationships when, you know, uh, we form them when it comes to like social media and how that impacts them and you know just other things in life to play a role in the vision that we have for ourselves. Oh, no, really? Um, for me, it was like when I was given when I was transforming, I had to recognize that I cannot move forward if I'm still living in the past. So the past has already happened, and I say I want to be X, Y, and Z. I say I want to be this person, but I'm still indulging and um, allowing other things, the things in the past that held me down to infiltrate my current vision. And for me, it was like, I wanted, I didn't want that anymore. So I changed my following, right? So I started following different people on Instagram. I started uh, looking for different things in relationships that I wasn't looking for before. Like I'm actually looking for a home. I'm actually looking for stability. I'm actually looking for people to encourage me and push me rather than just be yes men and follow me. I'm actually even looking for people who are working in their own craft so that I know I can be encouraged rather than envious or scared, but I can be encouraged to work hard and do my own thing. So one thing I'll definitely say that made me realize that was, you know, when I followed, started following people like uh, Lola, think poppy poppy um i started thinking like yeah i can i can be the change i want to see or i can do this and i can do that and i can be that you know it's an encouraging thing you know um i think i think relationships should be homes for certain things and of course one thing i'll let people know is you can have a tribe for different things not you can't have that expectation that one person will give you everything you're looking for in life no that's too much expectation on one person so it's important to build relationships and don't build them based on what can i always get out of it that was something i had to break myself away from mm-hmm. oh my god if it's not a mm-hmm. i'm helping you grow you're helping me grow type of thing why don't always look for what can you give me what can you give me a bag ask yourself what are you giving them what are you how are right. you being a friend to them how are you being a spouse or a significant other to them so i think uh it's just this one is very hefty but a lot of it goes from the social media aspect is if you if this is if there's a life you want to create is what you're currently indulging in helping you create that life that's the number one question especially with uh social media and what you're taking in because you know that it's real what you take in matters because it helps fashion your mind and then with relationships is if this is the life i'm creating for myself peace happiness positivity are these relationships adding on to that peace happiness and positivity you know and that's how one moves and that's how one begins to navigate their life and that's that's pretty much the the meat of that rule mm, mm. it makes sense you know i just i kind of think of it and <laughs> and i i really thank god for like where i came from because like you know i grew up in a god-fearing home you know god-fearing parents mm-hmm. and everything but it was like the things i wanted for myself didn't really reflect mm-hmm. that you know 
go to school and like you know i'd hang around people that probably had no business Mm -hmm. hanging around you know uh some didn't even go to my school but yeah it was just like you know i just wanted things for myself that weren't you know really good on top of that like I was just, I was a mess. That's a good like, word. I, That's I why I so I'm just a mess. I was a mess. No, a mess, I mean, I mean it's, it's a work in progress. Facts. Yeah, like, you know, I, what else did I do? You know, um, I think, so yeah, one of my favorite artists back then when I was in the world was Gucci <laughs> Man. And I would like, I would listen to that guy when I wake up, when I'm showering, <laughs> when I'm eating, before I go to sleep. It was like. Yeah, it was just like I was filling my head with all this stuff about like you know mm-hmm. the streets, you know no, women, and all this stuff. Old. But it was like I, I also wanted to like be you know uh, a God fearing man, someone who people mm-hmm. would see and they'd be like, oh yeah, you know he 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 is someone that really like has fear of God and reverences God and blah 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 blah. But it was like you know the fruits that I was like bearing weren't really you know showing that the things I was pouring into myself were not gonna lead me to be able to like you know mm-hmm. display that on the outside. So I think what you mentioned was key in the fact that, like, you really need to ask yourself, like, what are you feeding yourself? You know what I mean? What are you feeding your spiritual man? And because what manifests in the spiritual can also manifest mm. in the physical, you know, like the two are not, they're not, they're not you know, uh, each mutually other. Exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they like, it's not mutually exclusive. So that's just something that, you know, I learned um, in my walk that um, just being careful of like what I feed myself. Um, and yeah, you did a phenomenal job yeah, that's true. i was feeding that. myself a bad girl club thought i was a bad girl was up and down i can like i can be real about it i was up and down like nobody can touch me i, I fight on spot this that, that, that. i beg highly sit down <laughs> sit down come on control all shift and left move to the left please but that is very well i love the transparency because it is you live and learn mm-hmm. that's very true it's very true kind of going off that um when you found yourself like taking these different people these different, you know, TV shows, music, whatever the case is, uh, when you found yourself taking these things out your life, um, how did you, I guess, like, see the change, you know, in your vision uh, come about? Wow, that's, that's a phenomenal question right there. I guess it just, you know, everything just started feeling right. Because <laughs> before Christ, I, I felt lost. So there was that loss and empty feeling. And once I gave my life to him and the wires started changing per se and the thoughts started becoming more positive or even just more relying on him and recognizing that he is my source um, before even the resources. I just became, there's a fulfillment that comes with it. And I genuinely believe, like I heard this uh, about three weeks ago, you know, they say even though the word was that even those that are the richest people right now, if they don't know Christ, they're still empty. And it was, it was crazy Mm. because like, for me, it was, I, you know, I had everything, yet I still felt empty. But now it's a matter, but I mean, even though there was insecurities, of course, I had a roof over my head, closing my back, foot on my plate, like I, but I was still feeling empty, like there was more. So with giving my life to Christ, it was more like, there's this fulfillment that now comes with everything that I'm doing. There's this now, that nod in heaven that is like, okay, you're now, like, even if I'm not perfect, even if I'm not the holiest than thou, there's a nod that comes with, oh, you're doing, you're now working on that path of Christ, you know? And it's like, there's now this service, there's now this understanding of 
my higher purpose and my mission in life is not myself. And I think that's what comes with it. You just recognize this life is not about you anymore because before Christ, you think everything is about you. You think everything is tailored to you, 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 you. But now there's more peace when things happen and more peace when it doesn't go my way and more peace when um, I enter a room and he's already going forth before me. I perfected it. Or even when I'm confused, I have peace because I know that he gives and takes away or like Job, he has my back or like Jeremiah, he's always going to be there. Or like David, who was pursued by enemies, God got him and he was still king. Or even like Joseph, when I'm in the pit, he, um, I'm still going to be good because God's with me. So, you know, it's just these different things. There's a certain level of peace. There's a certain level of understanding and fulfillment that is now within me that wasn't once within me. Mm. Doesn't? <laughs> mm. Amen. 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 Wow. Amen. Praise God. But that is good. so good. You know, I, I just think that it's important to like, you know, constantly remind ourselves like who we have mm-hmm. in our corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, if God before Amen. you, can be against Amen. you. Amen. It's, it's a daily Amen. reminder, you know, it really is. Um, so, yeah, um, moving forward, um, let's talk about the section on the art of now. Um, you know, people our age and in general just have a tendency to procrastinate on a lot of things, whether it be because mm-hmm. of laziness, failure or ignorance, whatever the case may be. So what is that driving factor that helps you persistently pursue the things you seek in life? And how do you encourage others to find that drive? Uh, as there's well? so much. Um, there's so much that just. So I grew up in New York. Okay, and for me, is I didn't have everything. My parents were always working. My mom, if she's even worked from morning, she's a registered nurse. She's working all day, working into the night, and. I, I like, I didn't start reflecting on that until now. I used to ask myself, me, myself, I didn't know my drive. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Like I just did things at some point in this one. Like I want this, I'm going to do it. I want this. I'm going to do it. This center. But I started reflecting on, I think I had this hustle mentality because I grew up in a culture where we were always working. We're always doing. So I can be honest and say now it's hard for me to rest because even in my household, it's hard for, it's hard for all of us to rest. So like even my mom, she go to work because she's bored. It's like, I'm the type of person I'll go to work because I'm bored. I'll go do something. And we have this busybody mindset. So I'll partially say it's because that's what I've seen. So it's been ingrained on me in me. But additionally, it was that idea of when I gave my life to Christ, I I realized I had a God driven purpose. So like Jesus Christ, um, when I gave my life to him, the immediate Bible verse that became my cornerstone was uh, when Jesus Christ said, I came to serve and not be served. So I became very uh, quick in knowing that anything I do is to serve his people, is to love my neighbor as I love myself, and is to give myself onto people. So at the end of the day, I didn't want to, if I had sugar, you know that when the Bible says, if you have sugar, don't tell your neighbor to come tomorrow and come and get it when you have it today, yeah. you know? So it's that idea of I'm giving unto people, I'm doing what uh, God has called me to do. And I always had the mindset that, what if I was called for a time like this? Because I know God is so intentional, like Esther. Esther Mordecai was like, homegirl, what you gonna do is yo, you gonna save your people because God made you for a time like this. So in my head, it's always like, God has called me. Like, I know there are people dying left and right. If I still have breath, I still have purpose. I still have a reason why he wants me on this earth. So I still have to push and drive for things. And I think what um, procrastination, my thing with procrastination is if you need time before you get a test done, get it done. But don't, you know, sit down on gifts. Don't sit down on talents God has given you because one thing about him is he'll start with you, but you may not finish with you. And, you know, Saul, that we saw that was Saul. He started with Saul, but who did he finish with? David. 
<laughs> and Saul mm-hmm. was an un- unhappy camper. But that's the thing about sitting on talents and being disobedient. And uh, I think what I'll definitely say is it's an action thing. I think at some point I recognize I can't keep saying I want this and a third and think it's going to come to me. No, my dear, life does not work that way. You have to put some action behind mm-hmm. it. So I'll always say that find your passion. That's one. Find your passion, find your purpose. And I read this book called God Driven uh, Purpose and uh, Driven Purpose Driven Life. And I definitely recommend it to everybody. Uh, find why you believe God has given, put you on this earth. But before then, I'll say try different things because that's what's not talked about. How do you know what you're passionate about if you don't try different things? I tell you, I didn't know that I wanted to go into education until last year. I started changing my life around. This is somebody that thought she wanted to be a neuroscientist. I was going to be in labs. Grew up. God said, no, no, that's not what I've called for you. All of a sudden, I, w- I went into education, going into politics, now like dropping a book. So I, you have to try different things. I spent the whole summer in John Hopkins lab, bored out of my mind, annoyed, irritated. But it was that summer that I recognized this isn't for me, you know? So I'll say try different things, find what you're passionate about and uh, what God has uniquely called you to do and run away with that. Uh, put your desires into actionable steps. You know, it's high time. We love those girl bosses. We love those uh, YouTube, IGTV stories, movies and books and all of that. It's even book stuff. We love all of them. But what's going to set you apart is when you put it into action, is when you actually take those actionable steps to make it your dreams, your reality. And um, don't give up on yourself. <laughs> nobody nobody says it's gonna come tomorrow nobody says it's gonna come next week and it's the you know it's in that weight that you really learn about yourself you really grow into who god has called you to be and like nike last but not least just do it just do it i tell you <laughs> is this just do it mindset i'm is growing on me because you know you're like gosh should i do it should i not do it what's the worst that can happen what if you know you turn mm-hmm. that what if into even if because you learn nonetheless and you move Mm. I'm telling you, y'all, this woman is rich God. in knowledge, God. wisdom, insight. And, oh, man. We thank God. Man, we thank God. <laughs> but, no, nah, that was that was excellent, you know. They, they say faith without works is dead, right? You know, we all have mm-hmm. dreams. We all have aspirations. Um, you know, let, them, let us mm-hmm. put these things to action, you know what I mean? But on top of that, let us also Amen. commit them to God because at the end of the day, you know, all mm-hmm. things are from him. From, from him are yeah. all things and to him are all things. So, you know, it's really important mm-hmm. to just commit your plans to him and, you know, mm-hmm. let him take care of the rest, but also do your part. Um, and it's it's so funny because, like, you know, you were talking mm-hmm. about servant leadership, you know, and I was actually doing a devotional on that. I've uh, been doing one. And, um, yeah, it's just it's been amazing to, like, really learn about the importance of, mm-hmm. you know, not just leadership, mm-hmm. but also others they're not no yeah, they're not mutually exclusive they yes. go together at the end of the day you know we as people um i i think that society kind of sees like leadership as um mm-hmm. i guess positional you know what i mean like i want to get to that position you know i want to be able to you know have that uh mm-hmm. i guess ranking or whatever over people whereas you're supposed to see it as okay um you know say you get promoted or whatever now this is an opportunity oh, to continue to part, serve people, part, but just as a greater part, capacity. I agree. You know what I mean? So like, it's important, you know, um, as servant leaders, you know, growing up in this world, like, I think we all just need to continue to remember that the goal is to not, you know, get mm-hmm. fame or, you know, raise our own names or things like that. But it's really to, at the end of the day, you know, have impact on others and see how we can, you know, 
give mm-hmm. you know positive change to this world because um, a lot of people they're losing hope That's you know right. they're losing a lot of hope especially in these mm-hmm. times that we're living in so it's like you know we as people who are mm-hmm. supposed to be change agents you know we're supposed to come in and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. be lights you know in dark places um mm-hmm. so yeah i think that you know everything that you said was just right on point with that like you know as servant leaders we really need to like take it upon ourselves uh, um you know, just really encourage others, you know, just really be a source of encouragement. You you said it beautifully. That's one of my favorite things, like changing people's mindset to recognize that leadership is more servanthood. To be a leader, you have to be a servant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people, people want leadership, but don't have a servant heart. And it's, it's really, it's just God Mm -hmm. has called us to be servants. So that's, that's servant first, servant first. Ooh. That's (laughs) just a glimpse y'all of, That's just a glimpse of the artist transformation. Uh, Alima, if people want to go ahead and, you know, buy this joint, like, where can they, Of course, you can can now go to Amazon.com and you type in the Heart of Transformation Faith-Based Self-Care Guide or Mm -hmm. my website at Haleade, H-A-L-E-E-A-D-E.com. Purchase your book now. Awesome, awesome. And if the people want to, you know, follow you on social media, hit you up, they reach out to you of like, course where can they go please follow me on instagram and twitter at holly ade holly ade h-a-l-e-e-a-d-e can't wait to follow you back <laughs> i love it i love it but yeah y'all so you know oh, no, again no. thank you Halima, please wait you know, thank you for having me oh my god thank you so so much for having me oh, no. on this we had a beautiful conversation this is actually one of my favorite conversations ever i've learned so much from you i all know this is a beautiful very grateful uh, i pray that flow continues to grow okay O'Shea. amen 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 really appreciate that well with that you know that concludes the episode y'all go ahead and like subscribe share with your mom dad dog whoever and yeah really looking forward to you know bringing more episodes to you guys so stay tuned take care